Nathan Foster here. Welcome to the Renovare Weekly Podcast. My guest this week is Lacey Borgo. This week, Lacey is guest editing the Renovare blog, and we're working with the idea of spiritual formation in the lives of children. Lacey's written a curriculum that fully integrates Renovare's material uh, and has really just been a fantastic resources um, for churches. And today we're um, talking about what that looks like, what that's about, and I think you'll find some helpful information, uh, not just for people teaching Sunday school or vacation Bible school, but for parents and grandparents, and um, many helpful things about how we help children enter into life with God and how that plays into our own lives as well. Lacey is a member of the Renovari ministry team. She's in graduate from the Renovari Institute. Currently, she's finishing her doctoral work at George Fox. Uh, her background is as an educator and a public school curriculum writer. She currently does conferences and consultations with churches and working with their children's programs. You can find more information or contact Lacey at her website, gooddirtministries.org gooddirtministries.org and you can also find out uh, ways to purchase her curriculum uh, at the Renovare website. As always, thank you for listening and enjoy. Lacey, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm well. I'm well. I'm, I'm glad we get to do this again. I know. So fun. And, and you're our guest editor on the Renovare blog this week. I am. I am. On Monday, I'm going to uh, take a, a bit from your dad, um, from Richard, on um, from his book, uh, The Challenge of the Disciplined Life, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about his section on the vow of service, so how parents serve children and children serve parents. Uh-huh. And uh, on Wednesday, I'm going to uh, pull a section from Divine Conspiracy, Dallas Willard's book, on uh, the power of asking, so just thinking about that in terms of our social context, our mm-hmm. greatest social context we're ever born into is our family, and what the power of asking looks like mm-hmm. um, in our social context. And then uh, on Friday, I'll talk about the curriculum, so the Life with God for Children curriculum. Yes, that you wrote. I did. I did. You know, I was thinking this morning, I think it's been like maybe nine years ago when I started it. Wow. I know. Yeah. Well, and it's, so, had, it's had time to be road-tested. Yeah, yep, it has. I think one of the things we've learned um, so much through it is that it's a framework that people can customize to um, whatever church or small group or children's um, discipleship group that they have. So um, we've had lots of people, like we've got a home church working with it. We have homeschooling families working with it. We have big churches, little churches. So um, people just take the pieces and make it, um, you know, it's the idea that we um, are teaching and doing life with children and we're not teaching curriculum. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. We're, we're, these are human beings. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Not robots that we program data into, huh? I know, I know. Who knew about that? But that <laughs> every other system is made that way. But so, and it okay. and it has lots of flexibility for people. Yes, yeah. Um, it's sort of created that way. Um, it uses so many of the Renovari pieces. I mean, it is definitely a Renovari curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, we use the Life with God Bible in it. 
um, to uh, train and disciple the teachers. So there's a mm-hmm. whole section in it on referencing the Life with God Bible because, you know, we can't teach what we don't have. Mm, and so, so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, um, so, you know, if they purchase the curriculum and you have the Life with God Bible, it tells you the exact page number to go to to sort of really steep in the ideas and um, experience God yourself um, so that when you go in with the kids, you're able to lead them in, the, in a, an experience of God for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. That's fantastic. You had a line that I just absolutely love. Hold the expectation that children can and will experience God themselves. Right. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) And then you you go on to say that we are not just transferring a knowledge about God, but we're creating a space for children to experience God. Yeah, for, um, I I just got finished, um, well, I'm working on the historical end of my dissertation, Mm -hmm. um, my doctoral work at George Fox. And, um, for much of human history, we have worked really hard to transfer knowledge to children mm-hmm. in terms of religious knowledge. But only, only in the last uh, little while, I say a hundred years, have we grasped onto this idea that children themselves can experience God. Mm-hmm. That they can have an experience of God and that that is a knowledge completely out of our hands. I think that's what makes us a little afraid of it Mm. um, because I can't control it if the Holy Spirit is in control. It's really hard (laughs) to control the Holy Spirit, (laughs) wild and woolly wind. Um, uh, So um, we tend to sort of move as adults away from that. You know, it's our Mm -hmm. own control issues. Um, So we we should, you know, instead invest that money in therapy perhaps. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Children can experience God and that the Holy Spirit from their very beginning is wooing them, calling, reaching, touching for mm-hmm. them. And, um, in the curriculum, um, which is very, it's very word centered. So it's evangelical mm-hmm. in the terms in, um, sort of in the terms that Richard uses mm-hmm. in streams. Um, so there's Bible readings, there's even scripture memory, if you choose to go that route. Um, mm-hmm. Again, choose because you get a lot of choices in it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but at the same time, we want children to have that experience. They can experience God through scripture. Uh-huh. They can experience God through the different disciplines. Give, give me an example of, I mean, you know, in the curriculum you have, I mean, I, it's brilliant to me the way you've worked the disciplines into the curriculum and having uh, leading children through experiences of practicing them. Well, what does that look like beyond the curriculum as, as parents? Okay, um, uh, I'll just, um, let me see if I can lay this out. In the mm-hmm. very first lesson, because there's a timeline, because we, what we want to do is we're drawing children into the lives of the biblical characters. So we're saying this is how these people had an experience of God, connected with God. And what would that look like if you connected with God in that way? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the disciplines are 12 ways, and there are a million ways, but mm-hmm. 12 ways to connect with God. So in that very first lesson, the story is creation. 
And we go through the creation story and we have a timeline and the children learn to tell the stories themselves in their own words without adults correcting them (laughs) because we know that we can trust the Holy Spirit to sort that out. And um, so so in that very first creation story, they experience the discipline of celebration. So at the end of that lesson, they will have a celebration. We write in the curriculum, have snacks. So we're celebrating this wonderful thing. We, um, part, part of the lesson is that you turn all the lights off and everyone's sitting and you light a candle. So that, that, that feeling, that bodily emotion feeling of, of, uh, Genesis, which is darkness mm-hmm. to light. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And so then there's a party afterwards. So this discipline of celebration that we connect with God through celebration, they can carry that home into their, into their lives. Every birthday party is an opportunity for a celebration, a way to connect with God. Every Christmas celebration, a way to connect with God. Every even 4th of July, I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't love setting the pasture on fire? <laughs> Does that happen in your house? <laughs> it actually does. We, we keep a lot of water hoses around, but anyway. And so, obviously, this material will be extremely helpful for um, people teaching Sunday school and for churches who want to implement spiritual formation into their congregational life. Um, what would you say for those who are not teaching Sunday school who want to help guide their children in spiritual practices and such? Yeah, um, you definitely can use the curriculum. Um, it is, <clears throat> I, I wrote curriculum for Houghton Mifflin and McGraw-Hill, so I am sort of a curriculum writer. Mm-hmm. So it does look like curriculum. Um, but you can definitely take it and do these things, do each lesson at home if you mm-hmm. choose to do that. Um, we have laid out uh, in the beginning uh, 12 sort of kid-friendly definitions of the spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. And so the activities can be done at home. Um, we have folks who've taken certain sections out and done it as a vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. So um, the, we have particular Jesus lessons um, that um, uh, sort of reflect the stream, uh, Richard's book, Streams of Living Water. Mm-hmm. So those, each of those streams in it. And you can take those lessons out and make them uh, a vacation Bible school quite easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, and the lessons can be done at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, That's cool. cool. Yeah. S- say a little more about um, when we kind of release children to God and allow the Holy Spirit to work with them and, and teach children to have experience with God and how that can be maybe a little frightening and we, we lose a little <laughs> control. Could you give me some maybe examples of that or how, uh-huh. how we can um, better let go in, in terms of that? Yeah, in the curriculum, one of the ways that we do it is through um, open-ended questions. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, part of transferring knowledge rather than having knowledge that comes from within me, so a knowledge that I know innately, is that we're always looking for the exact right answer. Mm-hmm. And our schools are um, our schools are wrapped around that idea of the exact right answer. It's sort of where our testing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. obsession comes from. So instead, in the curriculum, we look for open. We have open ended questions, and we're not really looking for the right answer. Hmm. 
what we are looking for is to create a space for the child to begin to connect with God. And in open-ended questions, the child has to think about and form their own thoughts and opinions and um, begin to, we can use another word, contemplate, mm-hmm. contemplation, which is a form of prayer, mm-hmm. contemplate this story, this other person's life with God and my own life with God. And through those open-ended questions, and it's very hard in the, the adult inclination is, I'm really looking for the right answer here. Mm-hmm. And because the children have been conditioned, they're going to be conditioned to sort of press us for the right answer. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Was that right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're always wanting to please and look for that affirmation. And if we can affirm their wonderings, Mm-hmm. I wonder why this is happening. I wonder how did Adam feel when Eve was given to him? Mm-hmm. How did he feel? How did Eve feel upon looking around and seeing this just magnificent planet and beautiful animals and trees and streams that had been created? Well, of course, how they felt was they had a celebration. Mm-hmm. And in that celebration, they connected with God. Mm-hmm. So if we can sort of hold that space of wondering, of open-ended questions, mm-hmm. that will give children the opportunity to connect with God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let me just play with this a little bit. Sure. Do, don't we have a responsibility at some level as parents to make sure they have the right answers? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, Yes. Oh, I love that. And I'm so glad you brought that up. As I've been thinking about that, I I mean, for for a while, but but one of the things I want to say is that there are many opportunities to get the right answer. Mm -hmm. There Mm -hmm. will be other curriculum uh, to get the right answer. When they read the scriptures, those, because you, in in this curriculum, um, every developmental level, we encouraged uh, the um, folks who purchase it to purchase the Bible in the um, the developmental level and the reading level of the students who will be the children, students who will be using it. Mm-hmm. So they are going to be reading the scripture. So they're going to get it mm-hmm. as it is right there in the text. It will either be read to them or they will read it themselves. Mm-hmm. So there it is. But so there's that line. Mm-hmm. And do we feel the freedom to let them get it wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how how much of and I and I one of the things I always, I often loved about hearing Dallas speak is at the beginning he would often say some of what I say may be wrong or will be wrong. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know the humility to say so. How even as an adult, how much of my own belief about God, how much of my own theology is is just not bullet. Right in the center. Right, right. You know? And, um, and can I admit that humility? Mm-hmm. And then open that grace. And, and I don't mean wrong as in, you know, major, but can we just blur that line a little bit so that children can enter into a relationship? Mm-hmm. It's, and, it's, and, I, and I almost want to get away from the phrase right or wrong. Instead, I want to say relationship is messy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And encoding and decoding communication, even between you and I, it's going to be messy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And between us and God, there's going to be bits that we get wrong. And yet God in his loving mercy and kindness and in his absolute drive 
to have a relationship of love with us, mm-hmm. how much does he let go? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it, I think what I'm hearing in this is is the greater good. So mm-hmm. I could, you know, make sure a kid has all the, you know, boxes checked, all the right answers in it could be completely removed from them having a relationship with God, as opposed to inviting them into that God is good, I'm loved, and I can continue on this journey, and there are things that I can do, um, mm-hmm. and that and that maybe trusting that God will sort out and bring the, the right answers when they need to come. Mm-hmm. And, you know, children, children's ability to have um, cognitive, rational um, sorting out of this Mm-hmm. is growing. Mm-hmm. However, their ability to be in relationship and have feeling is 100%. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to rely on the lesser power mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here. They will grow into that. But that relationship that they have, and, um, in my research for my doctoral work, um, people who had had relationships, these are adults being interviewed later in life, people who had had an experience of God when they were children. It, the, the figure, I don't have the exact percentage, but it's something upwards of 80% still are having a relationship with God if it was acknowledged when they were children. Wow, wow. And, and, and it wasn't. It, it wasn't those who had the right theology mm-hmm. and got it all checked, all the boxes checked when they were in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. those who had had an experience of God. Upwards of eighty percent still had would say they ha- they were having they were in relationship with God as adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's compelling <laughs> to, to hear. Yeah, I mean in a. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe we have relationship first, and we grow into right theology. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it makes sense because I mean, in one sense, what I'm hearing you say is let's empower kids to do what they do best in mm-hmm. in terms of relationships, but also wonder, creativity, imagination, and and trust that God's at work, and mm-hmm. that in the right time he'll he'll you know work mm-hmm. with the mind and the intellect when that's appropriate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the feelings are there. The drive to connect is there. I mean, from the moment that that child is born, they are searching the eyes of their parents, you know, to mimic the smile back. Mm-hmm. They want connection so badly. So mm-hmm. it's their very, I mean, from an, from an evolutionary point of view, it's their very survival. Mm-hmm. Is to connect. Is to connect. Yeah. Yeah. And And really, kids are... As humans, we're imitation machines, right? Oh, yeah. And and in one sense, <laughs> the, the way we teach good theology is to live good theology. Yeah, um, that's exactly right. That lesson which, we've learned. Yeah, which, is, again, it's why we have the Life with God Bible is so woven throughout the curriculum. Because, again, we're imitation machines, as you said. So if the teacher, parent, um, whoever is leading is having this experience, this life with God, connecting with God through these disciplines, then um, then the children will imitate that very thing. Mm. Uh, I, I am so excited about what you've done and the long-term implications of what it could could mean for our children. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there. You know, if I make a, a little confession, when my first handful of years, my kids never went to Sunday school alone. And I would kind of sit in the back so I could – and participate too, but – because I wanted to debrief and the 
you know, and kind of, you know, just <laughs> I do that. I do. I did it too. Man. <laughs> well, here's the the line I I got is you know I send my kid to school and you if you mess my kid up with math, okay, fine, we can fix that. But it, but if you mess my kid up about God, like that's a line I'm not okay with. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, in some ways, if we will acknowledge that this is a work of the spirit. This is not the work of my hands. Mm-hmm. Then, then there is so much more freedom in that. And if we build on the experience that the child is having with God, mm-hmm. so how the children experience simplicity or how children experience uh, guidance, how they experience this, and we let the Spirit lead, there's much less room for screwing it up, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we trust God with our kids. Is, is oh, that... uh, couldn't we give that a try? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me. Just so, let's just all, all, also acknowledge that that is that it's the hardest thing. It, it, it may be as a parent. I'm a parent. I have two uh-huh. daughters. It may be the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a spiritual discipline of itself. Absolutely. To prayerfully let go and trust that God is at work mm-hmm. and, and will continue to be at work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me shift gears just a little bit. Sure. Um, as a parent, what would your kids say about mom's um, spiritual <laughs> teaching and engagement in their lives? Oh, woo, that's a, that's a, that's a, probably um, you would get a more accurate answer if you asked them. So I just want to say that in, in all honesty. Your in belief honesty. in empowerment of children continues, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's listen, um, listen. I just, I know my own delusional abilities. So, <laughs> so um, um, my, the strongest thing that I do for my own children is to help them to recognize the movement of God in whatever situation that they're in. Okay. So whether we're having prayer, we do Ignatian examine at night before they go to bed. So whether it's that, or um, I, I'm an absolute believer that, um, that um, children can connect with Jesus on so many levels. So we just steep them in the stories uh, in the Gospels, just over and over and over again. So whether it's sitting at the table, reading from a passage um, from the Gospels about Jesus's life, and we say, um, you know, it, it, how does this impact you? Or or has something like this ever happened to you? Or, or what in this um, is Jesus saying to you? Hmm. So, um, or when they're in driver's ed, as we have one in driver's ed right now, <laughs> Just where is God? I, I, I would probably say that might be the, the best thing that I do for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good, good. I, I mean, just my own kind of confession. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I do this well as a as a parent. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I do do, for better or for worse, is I'm I'm always looking for teachable moments. And as we just live life, so whether we're walking and the flowers are starting to bloom, to point it out and to talk about their beauty. And to kind of, you know, tease in there, well, that sure was cool of God to make that flower for us. And, and then we just go on, keep walking. Um, but I try to integrate this stuff into, you know, everyday life. Um, yet, I don't know, I need to get the curriculum and uh, <laughs> dig deeper, I'm sure. 
<laughs> I, you know, you, you were talking about the flowers and integrating. My youngest daughter, um, if you ask her where she um, uh, has experienced God when she was very little, um, she will tell you about swinging on the swings uh. and um, having a sense that the Holy Spirit was all around her and had been keeping her safe. Uh, that's beautiful. And then you, and, you listen to that, acknowledge that, encourage that? Exactly. And yeah. I, I hear you. Can you tell me some more about that? Yeah. That's great. That's great. I wonder where else that's happening. Uh, well, and so much to me of the Christian life seems to just tune in to what God's already doing. Yeah. And our awareness, acknowledgement, thanks, and continued yeah. pressing yeah. forward. Yeah, and in the in the curriculum, we use um, the uh, disciplines and the celebration of discipline, the ones that uh, Richard Foster lists, to make those as just twelve more places, mm-hmm. twelve mm-hmm. more places that you can experience God. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my oldest daughter is um, she loves everything eco theology, mm-hmm. uh, so creation care is just her driving thing, and so she meets God in the discipline of simplicity. She is the, the family recycler. She <laughs> does all of our collecting, all of our everything. But mm-hmm. for her, her and God connect. She and God are partnering together. Mm-hmm. They're doing mm-hmm. this thing together. And she actually learned that through the curriculum. I mean, this, this is going to be, this is like a whole family thing. But my mother taught the curriculum at our church okay. when we were okay. piloting it. And my daughter was in her class. And, and through the discipline of simplicity, she came up with this idea. So she took what she learned in the curriculum and then took it home. Ah, it worked. Uh, empowered yeah. her to. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I, I've your your child definitions of the disciplines are one of my favorites, and I think I told you this when I was writing the last book. I had them in front of me every time I was working on a chapter, and you know, because they're just so wonderful and, and i i was looking through the curriculum today and i love solitude has a a, a picture of someone swinging and i thought <laughs> man as adults you know it's time for solitude with god i'm going swinging you know yeah isn't that it isn't that it that you know we all have the inner child the inner adolescent that we we don't walk away from these stages of our life as adults we bring them along with us and so that's why um, so many times childlikeness appeals to us. It speaks to us wow. at the most simple, honest place um, that we are. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, now you do conferences and consultation with churches who are wanting to uh, work with this material. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Sure. Um, I can do it. Uh, I've done it via Skype. Um, I've talked to whole groups of people via Skype. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also come out to teach conferences. Um, I do, uh, I can do a whole, I do a whole sessions on spiritual formation for children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also can, um, help, um, mostly in, um, the consultation role. I'm listening. Um, hearing what that particular congregation or group of people needs, um, whether they have special needs children in their midst, and how can they help those children to be able to connect with God. Mm-hmm. And we brainstorm everything we could possibly think of. We open up the, the creativity gates and imaginating gates to really pull in how can we mold and fit this to help this particular group of people. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. And how can people get in touch with you? If they're interested. Um, 
probably my website is the best way. There's a little form, and you can find my email on that, and that's gooddirtministries.org. Gooddirtministries.org. Mm-hmm. And you can also connect with me through Renovari as well. Okay, yeah. great. Okay, one last, one last piece. Um, sure. That moment when Dallas was exposed to your work, could you, could you tell us? I mean, we both saw it, and I don't know how to describe uh, it, but can you give us a little of his response to having been exposed to your work? Well, I was asked to sort of present um, spiritual formation for children at a, a ministry team retreat, and um, your dad was there. And as was Dallas, and um, uh, we've had as as I've mentioned to you before, I almost can't even remember what he said to me, mm-hmm. except that he came up afterwards, and his eyes were filled with tears, and he said, "Oh, that he was proud of me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I remember watching this exchange that you two had. I mean, people had gone on and such, but. I, I saw the tears in his eyes, and I, and, and I believe he hugged you. Is this, yeah. yeah. And something I remember was I never imagined, I never envisioned this. And uh, I, I, it, it seemed like one of the happiest times I've ever seen Dallas. Uh, it, was, it was equally one of the happiest times for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Well, yeah. thank, thanks for sharing that. Didn't mean yeah. to make you cry. <laughs> oh, At least this is video conferencing. That's right. That's where they're good tears. They're happy tears. That's right. Very happy tears. <laughs> well, I, I do hope you're very proud of what you've done because I, I just absolutely love it and think it's fantastic. And, uh, Thank th- you, Nate. Of course. Of course. And, and thanks again for sitting down chatting with me about it. Yep. Glad to. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> 